Welcome to Sisters Usaga, a sci-fi fantasy recap podcast. I'm MK. And I'm Libby. We're two sisters who love to discuss fantasy and sci-fi stories that transport us to worlds more magical than our own. We've noticed that the female perspective is often missing in the sci-fi and fantasy genres, both in the development process and in the fandom discourse. So we're going to examine both old and new epics through feminist colored glasses. This may lead to thirsting after unsuspecting characters with six-packs, or throwing shade at sexist tropes that should have long ago been pushed through the moon door. We'll be dissecting all aspects of the films and shows we cover, so be warned, there are spoilers on the road ahead. Welcome to Sister Susaga. Today we are covering Season 2, Episode 2 of Shadow and Bone, the Netflix series, and this episode is entitled Rousselet. Rusalai, is that how you say it? Sounds right. Rusalai was believed to be a cursed dragon prince forced to take the form of a sea serpent and guard the frigid waters of the Bone Road. So is he the sea whip, maybe? That's what it sounds like. Yep. Whoops. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Rusalai. Um, thank you for your service. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. It really helps people find our podcast. And um, remember that you can email us at sistersusaga at gmail.com if you want to send in any questions or comments or anything like that. We would love to include it in the show. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> if you want to tell us, like, hey, um, here's some shadow and bone knowledge, I would personally love that because... I've read Six of Crows, but I haven't read Shadow and Bone. So if someone's like, hey, here's how they're changing the show from the book in this big way, I would love to know that stuff. So the quick summary of this episode goes, Alina and Mal embark on a search for the second amp amplifier. Kaz hatches a scheme to lay waste to his nemesis, and Kerrigan seeks a cure for what ails him. Seems... Seems like it covers it. Should we? Are we done? <laughs> the end. Um, okay, so the the episode kind of begins where we left off. I think weren't we on the ship at the end of last episode? Yeah. So we're on Strumhans. I still don't know how to say that. Strumhan. Strumhand. I have honestly no idea, but Strumhand. I want to know because I want to talk about. It comes episode. up later in the episode. They're like the two sh- uh, Shuhanians are like, yeah, we like Strumhand. <laughs> they say his name I know Oh I know But I, that doesn't mean I know how to say it Okay so we're on Strumhan's ship And we're still kind of like Is he a baddie? Like is he going to turn her Into the Fjordans? But then it kind of comes out That he's not But that he might give her Over to someone else Because she's like More money Like to other people Or something Yeah it's still like It's not very clear A little unclear to me yeah. Why he Wants to help her Instead of turning her over, it seems like it's so I, what she said was if once I take the the take down the fold, the fold. I was like completely blanking. Um, once I take down the fold, like you'll be rewarded, and I'm like, how so? Like I feel like that for a pirate, that's like very vague. Yeah, I mean, I think there's this leaves some suspicion 
for me like I'm like why so he's just like a pirate who has I a good heart who like just wants the fold to be destroyed um, but I also think he likes danger he likes adventure he likes a challenge mm-hmm. yeah, but what so. if he's simply a Grisha sympathizer and doesn't want someone just because just because they can do magic to be sent to Fjordan that's true he does have a lot of Grisha on his ship mm. right? it does seem like he's like I sheltering wonder, a lot of Grisha. It seems like they believe in her cause almost. It's just hard to believe that like a bunch of pirates would just be like, yeah, we'll help you because we believe in you. But they're like misfit pirates. Sure, sure, and, sure. And also I feel like they do talk about him being kind of special. And then, and then he talks about Strumhund. And then he talks about how she symbolizes hope. Yeah. Which I think will become clear more down the line. Like, I don't think he's just a pirate kind of a thing. There's more going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's a privateer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you Which for, for that. Which for me is just correction. like a rich guy who wants to go on an adventure and it's hires like a crew of misfits. Our flag means death or whatever. Uh, yeah. So they reveal their mission to him to just, uh, she needs two more amplifiers and then she's going to destroy the fold. And he seems intrigued enough to join them in on this mission and they i she also kind of convinces him that she's not in cahoots with general kirigan kirigan um there's kind of a cute scene where they kind of get a, they get introduced to all the sailors and they walk around mm-hmm. and there's a guy taking like a shit <laughs> He was like, what did he say? He's like, I told you the apples would work. Yeah. And, but that guy was like, he looked like a little embarrassed at the end, but for the most part, he was pretty confidently pooping in public. And I was like, good for you. I wish I had your confidence. Um, I wonder if there's just like a hole, you know? Just just goes out the bottom. (laughs) No. I do wonder how it works and why there couldn't just be like a little curtain or something. Like a little something. Just like yeah. a privacy tent. Even just like some boxes. That's just a how box comfortable two. and like <laughs> cool they are with everyone. Yeah. They're just you like can a poop cool in front of each group. other. Yeah. They have to sleep in this hammock that they and so they don't get to like get freaky like they were hoping to because like they have to keep watch. <laughs> Whatever. I don't trust these pirates. So yeah, they don't yeah. know what's going on. I'll keep first watch, girl. Which makes sense. And you know everyone would be watching anyway, so that would be awkward. But see, like me, I would have just went to sleep like, night, babe. (laughs) He goes, I'll take the first watch. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what what you should do. I'm exhausted. Good night. (laughs) I said, Alina and Mal are cute but boring, to be honest. (laughs) TBH, they're boring as hell. Um, That's why you know another third wheel is going to come around who's like super... Charismatic and, and charming. I do. I do too. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it came up. The vibes are there. The yeah. vibes are there. Anyways, they had their ch- like uh, they had their chance earlier at that hotel room and they didn't take it. So these yeah. are the consequences. What are you gonna do? These are called consequences. Um, Alina is pulled into like one of those Voldemort connection dreams. Is that what we're calling it now? Well, wait, what, a better was, word. what was the, the Harry Voldemort connection, but hot? But then there was... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It was Ray and Kylo. That was the other one. Yeah. Used. I feel like that's better suited. That's true. Ray and Kylo dreams. A, a Ray-Kylo connection dream. For sure. I'll, I'll workshop that. Um, and the Darkling... Wait, Ray and Kylo Is Kylo dreaming? wearing a shirt? I don't know they were. You're getting too into it. Is Kylo Ren wearing a shirt? <laughs> What no, a visual. He certainly wasn't. <laughs> um, 
So luckily for us, Ben Barnes is wearing a shirt. Um, Or unlucky for us, Libby. Again, he's not my cup of tea. Yeah, he's certainly not doing well. They kind of have a very, you know, adversarial discussion. I said Alina's being so silly in the scene with the Darkling. She's like bullying him. Acting wise, she's not super pulling it off. (laughs) Because like she's trying to be like, what are you, lonely? You stupid bitch. <laughs> like, that's the vibe. Yeah, it but is. But it's, like, not totally working for her. I Although feel. it is a little bit working on him a bit. Like, he definitely gets, like, riled up. And oh, angry. yeah, he does. And, like... It's but just, it's just not believable to me that but she's But the fact just, that he gets sad because she, she's bullying him. I'm yeah. like, you're the dark lady. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I struggled with. I was like, this? why would he care? <laughs> He still has feelings. He's weird. Um, I kind of skipped all the dialogue, so you get into that. Well, all I want to say is I'm obsessed with her dress and like her whole outfit in this whole episode, and yeah, and this probably last episode too. I just really isn't this love when the she green goes, and it's. I thought it's when she goes, "I'll never wear your colors again." Yeah, and she like, it takes it seductively off seductively. Takes and then she's like, "Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was ridiculous." You like this? I hated it. And he was like, um, "And I was like, mm. <laughs> so but terribly." <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. It was like she was just just not not, being herself at all in that scene. Like I get, she might just not be very good. She's not like. No, I think she's fine. I think she's fine, but I don't think that is her wheelhouse. Right now, bad acting is being saved by good writing because the the writing so far. Right, I agree. Has has been good. Yeah, yeah. There's certain points with Mal too where I'm like, "Mm, that wasn't like the best. Acting yeah. I've ever seen, but it was yeah. able to but work. I, again, it I worked. feel like it, it's made up for by like the other people that aren't really good. Like I feel like all the six of crows, I like, are really good. Yeah. And I, I keep calling them the six of crows. They're just the crows. <laughs> um, the crows are really good. I think Ben Barnes is good too. Like I think he can hold his own in this. For At sure. this point, he's probably the most well experienced. One of the more seasoned actors in the for whole sure. show. I also was impressed with Jenya in this episode. Like, I was like genuinely like, yeah, I wow, actually think that actress facial expressions is well. are like really believable. Right. Uh, basically, in this in this scene, he's trying to convince her that like they belong together because they're both so special, and he's like belittling her love with Mal and saying like you'll get over this like new infatuation or yeah. this infatuation with him eventually and then yeah. you'll like realize that we're meant for each other because we're both so like dark and twisty and special <laughs> together and we're like one of a kind yeah it's very gross and I hate it it just seems very like predatory and kind of like what like a professor would say to us like college his college student Ew. like you're just so talented we're equal well, can I can I? One thing I wrote was he seems like he's a sad old vampire. Mm. Oh, okay. Who's oh, he's broken. That, he's, he's broken. broken on the in, gray kind of as well. He's broken on the inside. He's had years of lost loved ones. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. People that he really loved. Right. Killed. Dead. Killed. Dead. Um, and it's taken a toll on him. I think that's the idea. Yes. For sure. That it's that it has. I just remember what she said to him. She's like, "You're dead already," and he looked yes. so hurt. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, um, why was he yeah. so hurt by that? And then he said, he "You live in true. a single moment. I live in a thousand. That right. was. I was like, dramatic. Wow. I liked okay. it. Okay, wow. 
Um, so this part was kind of cool because then like, so she enters, we enter this vision with her, but then we exit it and we're with, with him, him, which is kind of, I liked that. That was interesting. Um, we haven't seen that yet in this season where we're totally aware that he is actually in those dreams with her. We like might we have seen it last episode. So I did bring it oh. up last pod, but that's because yeah. it happened in the second episode. Which you did a lot. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I did yeah. it a lot. You did that a lot last episode. That a lot. That's great. <laughs> what I said in my notes was, so he comes to from their virtual meeting. It's kind of like Zoom, but like in VR maybe a little bit. Yeah. Like, I can see that. Just like... Trying to put it in. It's magic, you guys. Okay. Yeah. It's and then he he still has the scratches on his face. So like in the vision, he, you know, doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't have them, yeah. But then he comes to and he's all uh, mangled. The Taylor Grisha from last season, Jenya, comes in and tries to heal his face, but she can't heal at all. And then she's talking about the shadow monsters and they like come and kind of like scare well, her a he, little bit. He asked her to look at his hand, which is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it must have hurt him. A so lot, they yeah. come out. To like protect him almost. It's almost a defense. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. She seems terrified. She does seem terrified. The entire scene. Yeah. Like the minute she walks She's in. She's very upset by the experience and like kind of runs away. and. Oh, yeah. She like, like starts weeping. Yeah. I was mm. like, why is she so upset? But maybe I was being insensitive. <laughs> no, that's what <laughs> we call overacting. <gasps> I thought she, she went. I thought she did. She went. I would have been traumatized. She acted. Oh. She acted it well, but I was confused about would the character be that upset by that? But she, maybe she's just traumatized from like everything she's experienced. It kind of seems like since things kind of went south. Well, she says, doesn't she ask about David? Yeah, too? who's that? That yeah, must be that guy that she liked, and he was like not makes very clothes. clear about it. Totally. Yeah, I totally remember him. Okay. From the first season. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> he was like awkward and like, beep, bop, boop. Yeah. Exactly like that. Libby, you remember ne- that? Like that's season one. Like that's what you remember. Because Libby was, Libby's looking for the romance and she saw, she said, oh, here it goes. Those two. Here goes Those two are into one. each other. Um, next we meet up with Kaz. And he has like a flashback of when he was little and his big brother. It's like the first time his big brother takes him to meet Pekka Rollins. So we're just kind of seeing these flashes of his past of like how he like we're soon going to like know the full picture. I think of yeah. everything that went down with him and Pekka Rollins. So obviously something happened to his brother and Pekka Rollins is responsible. Seems like it. And I didn't even watch that far ahead. MK. Okay. I'm just assuming that's what it, what it is. What? <laughs> He's at a diner trying to make new business partners with no success. Like that one guy was like, is it because people think he killed that constable? There's too much heat. There's yeah, he way too like, much heat on him. He was yeah. like, you blew up the crow. And you have two murders like, pinned on you. Yeah. He's like, basically yeah. like, if I helped you, I probably would be dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That makes sense. His peeps are hanging out. At this diner. Speaking of a crew I'd want to be a part of, I would actually want to be a part of this crew. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it's revealed that Kaz doesn't really want to kill. Like, he doesn't only want to kill Pekka. He wants to, like, destroy him completely and, like, clear their names <laughs> and, like, 
Yeah. I love that part where Nina's like, why don't you just have me kill him? Like, it would be really easy. And he's like, really intensely like, killing him wouldn't be enough. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then he like, realizes everyone's staring at him. And he's like, oh, and like, we, <laughs> we have to clear our names. Yeah, we have to clear our names uh-huh. too. Like, that's uh-huh. totally what uh-huh. I meant to say um, after that. Totally. That is, yeah, it's so true. He's obsessed <laughs> He's, with revenge. And they're all just well, like, what? Libby, one thing I will say, there was a good quote in there. <laughs> they, he said, luck and the right friends are all you need to be rich. I don't remember. That's who said sweet. That? <laughs> um, who said that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Pekka Rollins. <laughs> Classic Pekka. Oh, I, so at positive. this point, I said... They should just leave town. Revenge. Teddy, it's all about revenge. This is dumb. You're all going to get fucking caught. Isn't enough. It's so dumb. They're just out in so public like, eating lunch. Like, I all, no one I, will know it's us. I did, I did wonder why they were able to eat public in a public place. Yeah, that was if, like everyone's after them. And especially because Pekka, wasn't Pekka like literally across the street at one point? Or was that earlier yeah. in the episode? I can't remember. Earlier in the episode. I was like, this seems like really casual considering like everyone is looking for you, but. I mean, he's got his whole crew with him, and one of them is, like, a very good shooter, and the other one's a heart run. Like, yeah, it's not like they're defenseless. True. I just was surprised that they have to like, eat. wanted for murder. Hey, there's this like, guy that walks around eat. with a cane, and he's, like, a young man. It's kind of weird. Like, I feel like the cane is, like, a super, and the it's gloves. A clear giveaway. The cane and the gloves are, like, such giveaways. Oh, it's an old I mean, man. people know who he is. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> we're, we're moving past this. Um, so they're hatching this plan. Henrik Van Pohl is Pekka's accountant and Kaz wants to break into his office to copy all of his like accounting books to get financial info. Um, he's got like this big plan and he's like, we have to figure out what his office number is in this building. And then Nina's like, oh, here's the office number. I just asked the waitress and she told me. That was really funny. And they were like, oh, okay. I think, wasn't Kaz like... I'm really glad you're on our team. Yeah, or like someone said that. Or something. Yeah, or something. I'm really glad she's been added to our team. Um, <laughs> so now their second half of the plan, which is like breaking in to get it, it has to be figured out. So they're like kind of working on that. Then it took like too long, but we're finally in Hell's Gate prison visiting <laughs> Matthias. Is that his name? Matthias. Damn Matthias. it. He's okay. your favorite character. You don't even know his name. <laughs> don't care what his name is. Um. Okay. He's got a cozy little Henley on. I'm like, looking good for a prisoner, honestly. Looking like, fresh. He looks like he got it at H&M. <laughs> it's looking clean. Yeah, he's looking Very like clean. freshly showered. I'm like... I don't know what a Henley is at this point. I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> it's just, just like... Just a it's like a button like shirt. A tight fit. <laughs> Very modern. It seemed weird. He looked yeah. straight out of like 2023. Maybe he hasn't been. It seems like he hasn't been there for very long. So he'll get dirtier. I'm sure. You're overthinking it. This is sure. Willow, guys. It was a Henley. Um, <laughs> he's like bonding with his roommate over the f- crappy food they have to eat. And, and then it seems like his roommate's also Fearden. Yeah. Fearden. Yeah. Uh, and so he's telling him not to use the language because the guards prefer a different language and it's this justice system is not like their justice system. So you're, he's like, you're probably not going to get out, but our God will forgive you. And then... We Matthias, need to talk about this. Matthias. 
Matthias. Now you're just <laughs> over the. I don't even know anymore. Matthias. Okay, Matthias. He has this flashback to like. I wrote it phonetically in my notes. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> good it was for you. Come up. He has flashbacks to like his sexy times with Nina. Did they have sex? They did not show that in season one. They did not. So did. Did they or didn't they I'm actually so have sex? I'm so confused. I'm so because confused. in season one they just like cuddled. They did not have sex in season one. That I we don't know. know. Of. Remember how flirty that we know of. Remember well, they flirty, must have. Remember how flirty they were after that night. Okay, let me tell you something. I when I watched the episode, I was like, oh my god, there was a sex scene of them in season one. Like I need to go find. So this. you rewatched the whole season one. Basically, that's what so I, I would have done. So I went and googled when do Matthias and Nina have sex or whatever. Yeah, and like it was like not really coming up so i just was like i'm gonna go look at their i'm gonna go watch some of their scenes yeah so i watched some of them and like that does not happen mm. like they don't even know if they kiss it's implied uh it's implied a little when? bit because after they come in from the cold and they're no, both naked they're like we have to huddle for they warmth. just cut to the morning and they're cuddling they could have banged in the night it doesn't seem like Do it. we have to go over these details it seems like I they did want to because I'm confused. Okay. Maybe he feels guilty just because he thought about it. I think it. he thought about it. Oh, really? But then it's like you just thought about it. It didn't happen. Which apparently is a sin and his God will never forgive him. Oh, like, yeah, like, uh, uh, don't covet thy neighbors. Life. I don't know. Maybe we'll learn more, but I'm Don't covet a Grisha. Sure. Uh, I think, in, or maybe even in his mind, what he's done so far is enough. He might as well have banged her. He might as well have, what's another one? Made okay? love. <laughs> Made love. Because he, what no, he did was. the worst one yet. <laughs> Can we move because, past Because it? what he did was so wrong, he might as well have, right? He can never face his God. He, he just, thought yeah, about it. I have <clears> questions. You were like, is there more video? That's, uh, where guys, can I find the full are there video? Better, of this? Is That's there better light? Is there yeah. better lighting? I was like, can is this the shortened version? Because I'd like to see the longer one. <laughs> okay, back on Strum, Strumhan's ship. Strumhan. Strumhan. Alina gets to know the crew a little bit, and it's kind of like clear that they're like. Misfits, a lot of them are Grisha, um, and they really like Strumhan, so they're only there for him. And she, um, Alina tells them all about like how she's trying to find the sea whip and how like the stag, the sea whip, and the fire bird are all going to be like unified through her, and then she's going to destroy the fold. So, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows her plan. Yeah. Um, we cut to General Keurig, who's visiting Vladim, who's like, must be this other Grisha that. Yeah. Genia knows or something. I don't know how he knows them, but yeah. sure. And he's like, obviously, what kind of Grisha is he? Um, a science healer. He's, he's a healer. He's a science Grisha. He likes science. He's a science healer. <laughs> he's a science He makes like potions and. Yeah, he's okay, a potion yeah. master. Um, There's probably a specific Grisha, but. Um, if you know what kind of Grisha he is, please email us at. Sistershusaga at gmail.com. Please email us at sibshusaga. Uh, no, don't email us there. Um, and then, so he's like, I could like reverse what you did with all the shadow monsters and stuff. And the Darkling's like, I don't want to reverse that. I just don't want to be in pain. And the guy's like, oh, shit. I feel like he's like, I think he was saying like, even if I did reverse it, I don't know that it for sure would fix 
you, basically. I, I don't know. I, I he also know. says, I can give you something that will be temporary. Right. Yeah, he was like, I only have like a temporary fix. And he's for like, your pain. Cool. Which is probably what he's looking for. But I think what, I think the whole idea is like, he's unleashed these shadow monsters, which represent kind of a, a more darker overall like energy in the world it took and basically the scene is trying to say like that took a toll on him that probably can't be reversed right he doesn't want to reverse it and he doesn't want to and it's kind of like he's going deeper and deeper into darkness yes he's basically saying like it was worth it like i i want to find a temporary solution to this pain but the pain that I am feeling was worth it in the end for what I got out of what happened, basically. Yeah. Because I have is. no regrets. Yes. No regrets. Well, regret. also, they mentioned the word merzost. Merzost. Okay. What's that? And the Vladimir. What's his name? Vladimir. Oh, Vladim? Vladim. Mm-hmm. He says, well, the only way to counteract merzost is with more merzost. Mm. Merzost is it's a Ravkin word meaning both abomination and magic and it's creation magic. Mm. It's how the fold was made. Mm-hmm. It's how the shadow the um shadow cre- or the whatever shadow they're... creatures were made. What's the name for those again? Shadow monsters? No. Navakia. Uh, yeah, it's something like that like Novakin yeah. or something. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Novakin. The Nechevoya. I'll have to cut that. Or it's or the nothings. That's what they're called. We could call them the nothings. That's Volcra. Easy. No. Called well, the, Vol- Volcra. Well, the Volcra is different than the shadow monsters. Though. I know, but Volcra was the word I was looking for originally. Oh. Those flying things. So he made those, or he. But those were people, right? right that used to like anyone that was. Okay. Isn't it any humans that were? Yes. There in the fold when he created it turned into Volcra, right? Okay. Mm, and that you find that out like once you find out his history. Got it. I found another article compl- uh, explaining how the magic works in the world. Okay. And it's kind of like, um, it's almost like Avatar The Last Airbender combined with Full Metal Alchemist. Because you can't... So you're manipulating matter. That's what all of the... Basically, all Grisha. of all yeah. of the Grisha do is manipulate matter. Sure. So if you're a fire bender, if you're a fire user, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily creating fire. You, like you might bring a flint with you, mm-hmm. or a match, or a mm-hmm. lighter. You can control the fire, and then you can start a fire, but then control the molecules in the air that would mm-hmm. make it, um, it combust. So like uh, hydrogen. Well, okay, there's tons of different uh, elements in the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're using those to make their fire. Sure. The wind people are using the wind that's already all around them. Mm-hmm. Right. The water people. We get it. <laughs> they're using shit that already exists. The earthbenders. <laughs> they're not creating anything, and that's why it's special that the darkling is creating something. But there is always a cost. Mm-hmm. So the cost for the Volcra is human life. The cost for him to have his Nechevayoyas. The nothings, yeah. 
is that they're literally feeding off him. Mm. And that's the trade-off. And that's Got the it. pain. That's why he has and that's pain. why he's like coughing up black goop. Like, but he's saying it's worth it. Hmm. Next, we see Pekka Rollins complaining about like how much it's going to cost to repair the Crows Club. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. And he tells his crew basically to like find Kaz and his people and like specifically telling them to target Inej because mm-hmm. I think he knows that She's uh, important Kaz, to Kaz. Kaz is like important. Uh, it really values her. He tells them to give her to the taxidermist or yes. something. Mm-hmm. And he says that to tell him he can keep a piece of her or something. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It's super disturbing. Alina and her shipmates finally arrive at the island where Wait, they believe you, the sea whip to be. What about the scene where um, Alina talks to the pirateer? Stroom waffle? Stroom waffle? Stroom And he says that she's like hope. And he's like, you're... Your hope or whatever. Yeah, that's and this part. I, oh. I think. I thought you said they got to the island. Sorry. Well, it was like right before that. Like they're yeah. like talking and flirting and he's like, you <laughs> you are like, you represent hope. And then someone's like, Captain, there's the island. Okay, yeah. I have, I'm already way more into this pirate than Mal. And I think Alina feels the same winky face. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> I think she might. I think um, she Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a good rapport, but I don't think that. I think she, like, appreciates... I couldn't tell if there was, like, a flirty vibe at first. I mean, I feel like he flirts with everyone, so... Sure, but then when that... But then when Tamar came in... He was flirting with the guy who was pooping on the toilet. So. True, true. Um, but when Tamar came in, they were, like, kind of close, and it kind of, like, they kind of pretended, like... Or they didn't pretend, but it was like she was interrupting something. That was that. I think we are supposed to think they're flirting. So they're coming up on the the island and it's surrounded by like dark clouds and thunder and they're like well this is o- ominous also doesn't mal's like oh mal's tracking it right mal's very good at navigation and then he's the like i know what's in this place and i'm he like can hear he can hear this um sound that no one else can hear frequency yeah it's a frequency how can he hear that um i think because he's like uh he said that he used to hear it from her when they were like little or something okay and he heard it when the, he saw the stag. Okay. He has, like, some superpower, apparently. Okay. Because he can also go in and hug her when she's got, like, crazy, fi- like, sunshine coming out of her. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go on. Go on. And also... No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll, bring no. It, I'll bring it up late. I'll bring it up later when it's relevant. Okay, sure. Um, the Darkling visits his mom. So he goes... The Darkling goes to, like... I don't know really what he why he's visiting his mom, but he does collect this ancient journal from the Grisha that's there, yeah. help it, like holding his mom prisoner. Nope. Um, and then she's like, "You asshole! I've been here for forever. What are you, you know? Like, why are you keeping I love me she's here?" She's like, "I've been here for weeks, and I look better than you." Oh so God, like she's that. just amazing. <laughs> I said, "Yay, mummy's back!" I love her so. <laughs> I was also like, how does this waterfall stop her from yeah, I don't walking get that either. out? Well, obviously, it's, it's magic. magic water. <laughs> I don't okay. get Okay. I didn't get that either. But whatever. We don't have to. Yeah. Just accept it. And the journal was hidden by his magic. But then the girl is the one who was like, are you sure you want the other thing? Yes, the other thing. So Zoe Wanamaker is who plays 
his mom and who's also from Britannia. Shout out to Zoe Wanamaker. She's incredible. So good. So he gets this ancient journal. We're not really sure why he needs it. And he visits his mom, who is he who he is holding prisoner. Who's a really interesting character at this point. She betrays yeah, she her helped, own son. She helped Alina to, and then she's being a little buddy buddy with him now. I feel like. With it's her really confusing. Son? Yeah. Well, he has her. It's almost like they've been together for so long, like they just play pranks on each other, you know. Or like they've been been together for for so long that like they would never like actually like actually separate, but they might like not agree on things or something. Well, I don't think she wants him to like destroy the world, right? I I I don't get her vibe. Well, we'll have to see what her motives are. She told him not to create the fold. In season one, she was like, don't do it. And he was just like, ah. Yeah. He needs some anger management. Imagine if he had had a therapist, the whole fold would never be there. The sea whip finally makes its appearance. There's I kind sc- of this big epic scene where they're all chasing this hunting, the sea whip. I scare. And MK was scared. And it was kind of like. I think a few people die, maybe. They did. But yeah, um, sure. it was still At kind least of two. like a fun I scene. I love how she was like, we don't need to kill it. And then I and was they were like, like, shut up. And I was like, people are going to die if you don't kill yeah. it. And then they and then they did. I don't know. If how did better. you know that? I just feel like she's just like, we're going to go to this giant sea creature, but nobody heard it. It's like, well, we don't know if it's going to try and hurt us. Right, exactly. And, and it's it kind of naive to just be like, everybody... Just sacrifice yourselves so that we don't kill it. She is right. I am like an animal advocate. <laughs> As like, she's like. She is a little cocky. She's also very naive, I think. Not I yet. Yeah. Like what you said. Well, I she's like said, yeah. a naive type of confidence where she thinks. Like well, she's I'm the right. sun summoner. I am the, mo- I am the chosen one. I'm the light. So did the stag have to die? Did the stag die? No. Oh, it she just got killed. It did die. It didn't have General to. General Kirigan killed the stag, oh. but it didn't have to die okay, for her okay. to get it from them. It. Hmm. Well, um, this one didn't so go they as do well. get it, yeah. She ends up killing it to save Mal. Yeah. Kaz and his crew break up, break into the accountant's office. They've kind of we each are. got their own little different, like, you Mission? know, missions kind of, of their own, like Jesper and the little Wylan. bomb boy, Wylan, are together in like a rat's cart. <laughs> One of the rats it's have been super removed. Funny. Rat catcher. A rat catcher's cart. <laughs> and they're doing their thing. And then Inej and Kaz are like going from the roof down the side of the building uh-huh. um, to try to get into the window. And then I just want to say that I ship Wylan and Jesper. For sure. <laughs> Something obviously happened with them because he's like, eventually he's like, wait, did I know you? Oh my God, I and the that. guy's like, yeah. Wait, is that like, clear that Wyland Did you bring like, me j- j- Jajanja? Stupid waffle. I think he said stupid waffle. Juchin waffles? I don't remember, but it's like, you it's remember like this now? Wyland like is in love with Jasper. Yeah. And Jasper is just kind of like, I don't remember you. Wait, really do remember I remember him? you? But then he's like, he's like hanging over him, or he's like on top of him because they're like hiding under yeah. the thing. And he's like, oh, you bought me those. And he's like, you're, you're remembering bring- this now? <laughs> you're bringing that up now as yeah. we're being attacked? But that was a really cool scene where Jesper is just like shooting everyone. Yeah. I yeah. loved how it was filmed. And he's obviously amazing. Um, I wrote, Jesper is so OP. Do you know that what that means? Original poster? Overpowered. Because he can just kill anyone. 
Oh. Uh, is that bad? No. A lot of a lot of heroes are overpowered. OP. <laughs> it's because he's a jurist. Yeah. He can't miss. And so that's why when they Can we talk about when he hit the guy's arm in right. a spot that made him Well see the other and that's guy. why I was a little more was cool. fair with the uh Grisha's they had bulletproof clothing, so they could get shot, but unless they got shot in the face, mm-hmm. they were fine. Mm-hmm. That kind of evens his playing field, but when he's in the in the barrel, he's exposed. He can defeat anyone. Invincible. And Nina does, you know, a lot. She does the best she can, too, but Inej and Nina are both injured during the whole fiasco so basically pekka he was like i i thought about what would you try and do yeah and he's like this is the only like place you could get to me really where there aren't like a bunch of people around sure and so like he figured out kaz this is where kaz is gonna go Mm -hmm. so then he like ambushed him or whatever yeah yeah so there's like this whole ambush and everyone escapes like nobody dies but them i and and nina get hurt so they what about have... the creepy taxidermy guy oh what happens to him Just um so the taxidermy guy shows up and he's like wearing like an animal mask yeah and i want to say is he wearing kind of like a butcher like apron or something maybe. i don't know maybe that was just my nightmares but well he's a taxidermy <laughs> um, yeah, taxidermist yeah, yeah. so maybe it's like a taxidermist apron yeah and he's like wearing that outfit and yeah. he's like trying to get he's trying to get an edge and then he he's like, like cutting her a bunch. Gets on top of her, and she's on her stomach, and he starts like cutting her legs or something. Yeah. And doesn't he say like, when you bleed out, you'll fight less? Yeah. Or yeah. <sighs> it was like so dark and creepy. It was really creepy. And I was like, no. So yeah, there is a confrontation between Pekka and Kaz. Yeah. Uh, it seems that Kaz uses violence bombs to get himself out of there yeah which i was like you know. i just kept saying why the fuck don't you have a gun yeah, why don't why you have a, have a sword gun? or I, a bazooka i found myself wondering that as well why don't you have a gun i don't know oh my god nina fighting she was that was so, so good at fighting like not like, only is she the? a heart render but she can actually fight people yeah that was like, super damn. cool mm-hmm. where did she learn that i don't know she a badass bitch so she that, also just leaves Kaz, and I was like, "Good for you." Fuck. Kaz. At first, I was like, "Whoa," and then I was like, "Well, they had, they must have had a backup plan, and he must have yeah. had those bombs." And it's she like a, did get shot. Yeah, I think, I think she knew he had those bombs. Like, they oh, okay. and where to meet at the meeting point if like, yeah. things went south or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So they meet at the uh, cemetery. The cur- people don't. What is it? The cursed cemetery or something? People don't go there because, like, all the plague. Oh, the plague cemetery, yeah. And everyone's okay, but they have to, like, repair. Basically, they, you know, Anaj and Anina have to get better. And then there is a good quote by Kaz. He was like, this isn't going to end well. And he's like, yeah, you're right. But I'm going to be the one to end it. But I'm going to be the one to end it. Yep. Oh, Anaj also says, tell me... Really, what happened between you and Pekka? Oh yeah, and he doesn't want and to he tell. Goes, no, he's protecting her. And she says, "Trust is the other side of secrecy." Remember, Remember that. that. Oh, mm-hmm. in sync. <laughs> <laughs> so the crew on the ship mourns uh, mourn the people who died in the battle against the Sea Whip, and the Duras. Grisha attaches the scales, like one scale each, I think, to her hands. 
Is that what you saw? It's two scales. I thought it was to the same arm, but. Oh, okay. Whatever. It goes into her body. Yeah, yeah. So she gets the scales kind of put into her body and like she. she has her a- power is like clearly stronger and she's kind of like using it. And then all of a sudden it seems like it's maybe like a little bit out of control. Like it's like so powerful. You're like, mm-hmm. is she going to like totally fry this whole ship and everyone on it? She's meanwhile not concerned about that. Like oh, no, no, loving no. it. She's kind of in like an ecstasy of just like all the sunlight and stuff <laughs> coming out of like her hands. Yeah. And then Mal finally like everyone's like, oh shit. And they like move back yeah. or whatever. Like, Cause they can't really go anywhere. They're like on a ship in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and then, good. Um, Mal kind of just eventually like walks up to her and walks through all that light, which is interesting because he's obviously not affected by it. And like hugs her and then like makes out with her, which was a little awkward. I mean, she to me. makes out with him. It was really awkward. I was like, I think she was really horned up. Yeah, she was. After she used that magic, I was like, girl, there's people around. Yeah, this is embarrassing <laughs> for you. Um, so whatever that that she like stops with the light coming from her and the ship is not blown up and they're like, whoa, okay. One thing, one thing I will say is that they show because she, she sees the animals last thing the animals see. Yeah. So she sees through the eyes of the sea whip, Mal. Mm-hmm. And he's glowing. Yeah. Blue. Is that just how the animal sees? Something's going on there. Or something. Because when she did, when she saw that, she looked at Mal and she like gave him a weird face. She's like, Why are he glowing? And then it happened again. The well, next. obviously, there's something weird. And then going the on. next scale goes in, and she sees its actual death. I don't know. That was confusing. And she sees Mal again. She sees like the thing is like right up in his face. And oh, he was okay. about to kill him, and he's glowing again. And she's like, "What the fuck?" And she kind of <laughs> looks at him suspiciously. Oh. Which I don't. Maybe that wasn't intended. But I was like, "Are so we're supposed to believe?" It, it, it almost made it seem like the sea whip was going for him specifically. Because of something, because he was going, but like, mm. what was oh, that about? Yeah, yeah, could have been. Yeah, I do think he's. I mean, he's obviously he can hear the the frequencies that no one else can hear. Yep. He can walk through her powerful sunlight mm-hmm. when she when she's like blowing sunlight out of her hands. And then I hope I, I wish I didn't say it like that. <laughs> she he can walk through like. Her sun rays or whatever. What would you call that? Like her powers. Her, her he could, light. He, it doesn't affect him really. And then. He could totally be a Grisha. There's something going on She wasn't there. tested. Because they both weren't tested. That's why she didn't know. But like what kind of Grisha would he be? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like. A, a cool durist. Who can what be. if like. What if like in the legend of the saint of her there's like an assistant a, some someone yeah. that has a special power to help her find these yeah. amplifiers or something right like he's part of her like they've always been destined linked to like together. together on this or whatever yeah he's part of her he's story. like a nature grisha and just has a sense of he's like plants and those animals well and he is very naturally skilled at like navigation and being on the sea so It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. So kind of as this is going on, it's clear that the Darkling has a sense that like she's acquired more power. Yeah. And he can, and he's got something going on in his hand. It kind of seems like it like kind of lights up. His hand lights up where maybe there used to be um, part of the stag or something. I don't know what piece 
was used it seemed more like a metal material it was like a connection to her though i think it was for sure a connection to her there's something in season one they put in his hand to Mm -hmm. connect him to alina Alina. so that he could control her power and then she kind of stabbed him and like pushed it out of his hand Mm. but then in this end of this episode he kind of seems like he still has a little bit of access to it. And that's how he senses that she may have that found like another amplifier or like that her power stronger. has grown. Yeah. He basically, he says to himself, mind you, because he's just by himself. Do you want to say what he says? I don't have it written down. Your he power says, has grown. You have grown stronger, my Alina. <laughs> like, you are so Ooh. creepy. <laughs> cringe. Super cringe. Um, no. And I mean, yeah. still loves her. Now he's obsessed. <laughs> yeah, he's kind Before it was like her. <laughs> cheating on Mal. Screw you, Mal. <laughs> and he was like, oh. Now he's like, she's mine. So she might, you know. I wonder if like restraining orders exist in this world. <laughs> no. I liked it. And I'm excited to watch more. Mm-hmm. And I want more of Matthias. <laughs> Steal it. Same girl, Mr. same. Mr. Steal your man. <laughs> Mr. Steal your man. Bitch. Um, I thought the pacing was great. I kind of liked how they went back and forth between all the stories. It really kept your interest. Yeah. And like right when it was getting boring, it was skipped to something else. So that was good. And then, yeah, like I think, like Teddy said, the writing was really well done. And... The acting was, for the most part, good. A little hit or miss here and there. But I really, like, stand out for me this episode was, like, Nina. I thought she did really well. Like, that scene where she just asked the waitress for the address. I was like, that was, like, a really funny part of the, kind of like a serious episode with all the different kind of, like, dramatic scenes with, like, getting the sea whip and then trying, with the ambush and all that. I appreciated like the lighthearted moments kind of in between. I also feel like it's funny because Kaz is like so serious. Yeah. And so like Nina comes in and she's just like, is there food? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and she's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I just talked to someone and I got the information we needed. Like you, we need that because otherwise Kaz is like too serious. Yeah. He's like really it serious. would be really hard to take it seriously <laughs> at some points. I feel like. Yeah. I liked her. I well, liked that's why Jesper, her and Nina. Jesper, and Jesper always yeah. would break it up. Yeah. True. In season he'd be like, one, he'd be like, oh, fuck him. Him. Yeah. And Nash yeah. would be right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's true. Scared me that. like that. <laughs> I definitely prefer the Crows storyline. What's interesting about the Alina Darkwing storyline is that it is very, like, large in scale. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the stakes are very high. Sure. So that part of it feels very, like, classic fantasy. And they believe it. We believe it. They yeah. do a good job. They take it seriously. Yeah. So coming, <laughs> off, so coming off of Willow, mm-hmm. where I think we were we were probably, I was, I was overcritical and over, so I'll find myself in Shadow and Bone going, oh, this dialogue is kind of cringy. It's taking me out of the scene. And I have to just kind of suspend my disbelief. Your belief. belief. Like, just let go. I am working harder to suspend my disbelief and to immerse myself into the show Uh and not overthink cringe. 
Whereas when I watched season one, I skipped over, I would skip over romantic scenes mm. because of how bad they were. Okay. Like, until I fell in love with Nina. <laughs> then things changed. I skipped over her banter with Wisconsin guy. Now it's time for our final segment. What has been enchanting us this week? I started The Mandalorian. Season one. Season two. <laughs> I've only watched one episode, so I don't have a lot to say, but I'm really, don't either. really happy to be back. Grogu, like it was almost like too many adorable Grogu scenes. Like I was like, I don't deserve this. You guys, stop. <laughs> it just brought so much joy. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where this season goes. Are you on the current season? Yeah, I've only watched episode one. I thought one. it was on season. I thought it was season three. Season yeah, I'm on season three. Oh, oh you, you said, said two. two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> did you yeah, watch? You I'm on crazy. season three. I'm on season three. <laughs> did of you Mandalorian. watch Boba, the book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I did. Oh. What do you fucking think? I'm a big fan. We just you think nuxed, I'm an amateur. For, for the listening audience, we just nuxed each other. Well, <laughs> I put a nux out. Say respect to you, Libby. There are episodes in the book of Boba Fett that you need to have watched. Oh. To understand what's. Well, Do you mean Mandalorian 2.5? Pretty much. Because I don't really care for Boba Fett, but. I know. Whatever. It was, it was all right. Sorry to bore you, MK, but I'm super, super excited to start Mandalorian. And of course, I'm listening to Mal and Joanna do their deep dives on nice. each yeah. episode. So. Nice. Um, loves of my life i hesitate to do this because we talked about daisy jones last time but i actually finished it so did i so i just wanted to wrap that up quick like that that thought sure um i liked it a lot and i'm listening to some of the music still um i kind of thought the i am not gonna like do spoilers but i think i don't know that i really felt the ending was like super realistic and almost like the show had seemed pretty realistic up until that point. Mm. And so I was kind of like, okay, like I'm, I'm, you know, how can you be mad at like a not sad ending, I guess? I mean, like, I mean, it still, is sad. But. It is still sad, but like, it's like, should I be mad at like a positive thing when mm. like, cause in my mind I'm like, please, like that wouldn't happen or whatever. Mm. But then I'm like, but maybe I should just be happy with it, you know? Yeah. But also if you, Whatever, I can't really get into it, but... The book is better. The book ends better, in my opinion. But is it a different ending? No, I mean, it's a, it's the same outcome. It just gets there a little bit differently. The one thing I love about that show is, like, the female relationships in it. Like, in the... Like, I think those are done really, really well. Better and than the book? No, no, no. Not necessarily oh, okay. better than the book. But I just think they really highlighted the, the female relationships in the show, which is unique. Yeah. Um, especially in a show that could have easily been more about the dudes just because it was a band and originally it was like an all guys band, you know, so I think they yeah. do like a good job of highlighting those friendships, um, especially in a complicated storyline where some of the women are like intertangled, like romantically involved with, with similar kind of people person, and all that. Yeah. Um, could easily be like catty and stuff, yeah. but it's not really. Right. 
but yeah, that was my favorite thing was the, but in the book you just get so many more details and like Daisy seems so much more dark and complicated than she is in the show and the show. She's like way too like almost normal and tight. I mean, she does obviously have some moments where she's a mess, but in the book, I just feel like she's a mess the whole time. I enjoyed it. I can't really say anything else without spoiling and I don't want to spoil. Right. No, it is. So pretty, um, pretty well. We were like obsessed in my household. Like we were like any chance we had to watch it. We were like watching Mm -hmm. it. I watched history of the world part two, which is a series of episodes released by Hulu based on the 1982, I don't know, six Mm -hmm. classic by Mel Brooks. Mm Yeah. Which is a, which starts out as a series of of little improv kind of sketch comedy and then and then I it turns into more of an it stays in one era. The Hulu series, uh History of the World Part Two. It's it's nice. Check it out. It's good for a chuckle. You might not laugh out what loud. Is Mel Brooks involved? Mel Brooks is the narrator. Okay. He bright he brings in a bunch of sketch and improvisational comics and comedians and actors to do these so sketches. Kind of like sketch it's kind of like sketch comedy in this and in, in a Mel Brooks vein. Okay. And the actors and the cameos are good enough to to keep you engaged and it's funny. Okay. That's it for this episode of Sisters Who Saga. Thanks for listening. And remember Look in the right friends. All you need to be rich. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Sister Susaga wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I have to go. What did I say? <laughs> Those are his footsteps. <laughs> You're stupid. Okay.